everybody. Welcome back to Parents vs. Gaming. I know it has been a long time, but, you know, right, we have we have lives. So, what else are we supposed to do? Um, I'm James III, which is the JT3 on Twitch. And, of course, as always, with my lovely, beautiful co-host, Kia Kane. Kia, how are you? I'm good. Still sick. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. You can hear it in my voice. I mean, that's I'm kind of been sick. the theme lately for everybody involved, right? Like, you've been sick, I've been sick, kids have been sick. It's uh, kind of a nightmare. A little bit, yeah. And, of course, we got Miss Mrs. Shadow is back here. I see that. Hi, Miss Rage, how are you doing? For those of uh, you that are listening to the podcast version of this, we do this live on uh, about two Sundays a month, and we kind of break it up into episodes we throw on the podcast channel, which is Parents First Gaming. You can find that everywhere, whether it's on YouTube, see the video version, or you find it um, on any, basically, what, any any podcast platform that you choose to listen to. It's it's all over there. So I think Ender's here, Rachel's here. I think some people from the bakery, your community, might stop by. Yeah. And I posted it in the Discord and tagged everybody. Hey, so. there you go. Now, Kia, you're also... Now, we kind of laugh because we did the whole intro with you a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're both big nerds, love the video game scene and the whole nine yards. But there's yeah. something else you do on Sundays that a yes, lot of people don't know about. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I'm a D&D &D nerd. <laughs> I do Dungeons & Dragons. Actually, my shirt <laughs> says because, because I'm the D... Because I'm the DM, that's why. <laughs> now, what does DM stand for? Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master. Okay, so now for uh, those that or, don't have a uh, clue what we're talking about, and you watch Stranger Things, this is all I know about Dungeons & Dragons. That game that they're playing in the basement, all the kids, that's D&D, &D, correct? Uh, yep, that is. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, or people call it also, they also call it a GM, a Game Master. So it, it just depends on where you're from and what area you grew up in and how you call it. So, so explain to yeah. us. What is what is it? I mean, you see like a couple um, of dice rolls. And, so and it's a things, about it. yeah. So it's a role playing game. Um, basically, you come up with your character. Uh, they have different races you can pick. Um, uh, different classes, like a ton of different classes you can choose from. A ton of different races you can choose from. Um, and uh, you basically just kind of come up with this character. You can come up, uh, depending on how in-depth your DM wants you to get. Um, I always have my uh, I always have my people make a background for their character. Okay. Um, depending on what level they're at depends, uh, honestly, kind of depends on how deep I want that character to be. Um, I know with me, when I come up with a character, that if I'm the player, um, I always have a background story made up for my character. Um, and depending on what level I start or, uh, start my character off at depends on how deep into my background I go. Um, if it's like just a normal started off at a level one, uh, the, the backstory is not crazy deep, um, but a little bit, you know, here and there to be able for the DM to like take off with. So, but yeah, so it's just a role playing game and, uh, your characters and stuff, your I mean, that's now, how does how does someone get in to dungeon? Say you've got a parent listening to this, and oh, I think my kids are like that. Versus always playing a video game, maybe their friends. How how do you even how do you even get in into this? How do you how do you start it? It's not just a can you just go and buy this game at Walmart or no? <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Okay. So 
Yeah, you got to teach usually, me a little bit. I don't know anything about this. So usually, I, I would say um, if you're just looking to get into it, honestly, your best bet is probably going to go to a bookstore, um, and you're going to want to look for um, the player's handbook, which is uh, the the bone structure okay. of the <laughs> of the game. Um, the player's handbook comes with your basics. Um, it tells you uh, basic uh, tells you the basic basics about the game. Gives you basic races, basic classes, um, basically just enough to get your toes wet um, and just kind of like dabble in it. Um, and then the other one is um, the Dungeon Master's Guide, which is basically the Dungeon Master's side of the game, uh, the rules that come with the game, and the monsters and and all the different little things that you can do. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so you would want to go to a bookstore, honestly, and and get into those but mm. i will say now those books can be very pricey um and the further you get into it the more money you're going to <laughs> get into it <laughs> so no. i mean it's just like with the video games the deeper you get into it <laughs> yeah and ender's in the chat right now first of all he says nope dungeon master none of that game master crap and then he also <laughs> said hobby shops that sell the characters to paint yeah, that's probably a good, uh, good spot. Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, character, they do. Uh, so if if you're into that, like, we don't play in person, unfortunately. Um, there are a lot of people that do. If you have a local group, mm -hmm. you can play in person. Um, we can't, um, mostly because, um, well, the people we play with actually don't even, one of them doesn't even live in the state. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one lives about three hours away from us. Uh, so, <laughs> so we don't, um, we can't, uh, technically play, uh, in person. Um, so we play online, uh, but we play, uh, one is my dad. He is mm -hmm. a long-term, uh, Dungeons and Dragons player. Uh, he started off when it first came out. So my dad is an OG when it comes to D&D. Um, he played the first edition. Um, it's currently on fifth edition. That's how many editions that have been out uh, of Dungeons and Dragons. Rules have progressed. Um, characters have, like, uh, races, different mm -hmm. races have progressed, different classes, different subclasses. Um, obviously, throughout the years, you know, things change. Um, they find something works better than something else, and... It's just part of it. And um, honestly, 5th edition, they've made it super easy uh, for newer people to join in um, versus like way back in the day. It was a lot more complicated. And today it's a, a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so. Now, so Rachel in the chat here says Druid Elf, bunch of exclamation mm -hmm. marks. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, have a, do you have a favorite character? Are you always Dungeon Master? I actually, this is my first time being a dungeon master. Okay. Uh, so I am brand new. I am what they call the newbie of a dungeon master, um, but I'm loving it. Uh, I am typically a player um, and typically I play a monk. Uh, okay. I, it's my favorite class. Um, I literally go around and uh, basically my job is to move and hit shit hard. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is my job. I am a movement character Um my movement speed is a lot faster than most most uh, characters, um, so I move a lot faster all over the board. Um, it drives DMs insane, um, <laughs> the, uh, and sometimes uh, it's funny because depending on where you're you're at in the D and D world, mm -hmm. a lot of people will shit on a monk. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, monks are they're actually really good 
really good classes. Okay. Um, and a lot of people just kind of like they they take them for granted. But literally, a monk runs around. Their whole job is to um, they punch stuff. They don't use weapons. They literally their body is their weapon, basically. Um, and so I absolutely love that. I run around the battlefield and I punch things in the face. It's <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's amazing. <laughs> now <laughs> so. again. <laughs> Again, for those who are still trying to grasp this whole Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> thing, it's it's not a video game. So when you say no. you run around the battlefield punching things in the face, in my mind, <laughs> okay, in my mind, I am running around in the battlefield. Um, but when you play in person, you can actually have little characters. Uh-huh. Um, and like uh, Ender said, you can have them paint. You can paint them yourself if you want, or you can. Um, they even have it now. Uh, people will create your your character for you. Um. To a T. Like, if you tell them what your character is, mm-hmm. what they're dressed like, everything, they'll, and now that's, you're talking about spending good money yeah, yeah, for that. <laughs> um, so, uh, people will actually do that for you. But um, you can have those and you can use those as your little characters on uh, mm. battle mats uh, in front of you. Um, or if you play online like we do, uh, they do have online characters that you can use, little tokens that show where your character is at on the map. Gotcha. And you can have, like, you can move your character a specified amount of movement. Um, and they usually go by five feet increments. Um, so, yeah. Hey, I, I, I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, uh, Ender says... You can 3D print them now as well, which I was going to ask. Yes. I, was gonna, I, I said I assume probably the 3D printing world is yep. all over mm-hmm. the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, now, yeah. is this a, is this typically a game? And I know I've bombarded you. We, this is not even it's something okay. we plan to talk about <laughs> D and D. But uh, I just thought about it because I know you play on Sundays. Is this <laughs> yeah. something that you guys finish every like the game is over each Sunday, or does it drag yep. on multiple? Like, it's a campaign. Okay. Um, uh, this campaign itself uh, uh, that I run. Um, we do every other Sunday. So, um, this Sunday was my son, my Sunday to DM. Uh, next Sunday is my husband's, uh, session where I'm the player and I actually play two characters in his campaign. They're twins. So do you Um, have two different campaigns going on at the same time with the same people? Is that what's, uh, kind of, yeah. Or a couple Uh, different groups type deal. Well, it's, it's, uh, well, basically, um, we do have, uh, there was a couple different people in each one. Unfortunately, we've had people fall off, um, due to, um, schedule conflicting and stuff (laughs) like that. Yeah. Life in general, um, which is fine, but the core group has remained. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's basically me, my husband, uh, my dad, and one of our really, really good friends, um, Nick, he grew up, uh, he, I, I've been a player with him, uh, for, uh, as long as me and my husband have been together, pretty much, uh, which is almost 17 years. So, hey, congratulations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. So, um, I've been a player for a long time and I've played with him multiple times. So, uh, this session that I DM, uh, my husband's the player, uh, Nick's a player and my dad is a player. Um, and they're the three, uh, main people in my group that play and, um, I have been doing my campaign for uh, almost a year now, I think. Okay. Uh, so, and, uh, but yeah, it's a campaign. Uh, basically, campaigns can go as long as you really typically want them to. Um, I personally kind of wanted them to go to at least level 20, which is actually a rarity in D&D world. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, your characters don't make it to level 20. Not that they get killed off. Um, a lot of the times, the campaigns either pitter out or um, they managed to kill kill the uh the big bad <laughs> before they hit level 20 um 
So, uh, yeah, my, my whole goal is to let them go all the way to level 20, which is okay. max level. Now, how do you, this is an uncompetitive person. Mm-hmm. I, I whine, complain, moan a lot. I get made fun of for all that, but it's, I'm super competitive. How do you win? How do you win? <laughs> like if I jump into oh. a D and D, how mm-hmm. do I win? That's every game I um, play. The first thing I want to do is I want to figure out how I'm going to win. Doesn't matter if it's a card game. We could be throwing anything, but like, I got can, you. can I win or um, do we win as a team or what happens? You basically win as a team. Okay. Um, so right now their goal is they're trying to figure out who's causing a lot of the problem that's going on in the campaign currently. Um, they have been um, working for the queen of the continent that they're on right now. And um, she's basically like, hey, there's a there's a guy that's there's something super evil. It's attacking every everybody, everything. It's trying to kill her. It's trying to take over everything. Um, so basically she's hired them to find out what's going on um so it's kind of like a little uh hide and seek game they're trying to find this big bad um they don't even know what the big bad is um they have idea because they've been doing research on clues that that they found um throughout the campaign uh but they don't know exactly where the big bad is at so they're trying to find the big bad so they can get to him and actually kill him and basically save the, the continent. <laughs> yeah, Ender, Ender and Rachel so. in the chat here are saying, kill the boss, kill the big bad. And Ender, <laughs> Ender says you, as a dungeon master, I'm assuming he's talking to you, either make up the story or they do have pre-made mm-hmm. stories already. They do you. have pre, so they do have pre-made stories. Um, and a lot of times they recommend you go into, like when you're dipping your toes into DMing, yeah. they tend to recommend that you do a pre-made um i went head first <laughs> i said if i'm gonna dm i'm gonna dm my story i want to do my campaign uh so this is all from scratch this is all homebrew this is i am not running a campaign that somebody else has already done and created <laughs> and given me a base story this is me coming up with my own shit <laughs> yeah no so. I, yeah i get it um so I have a question. You said you're trying to get them to level 20. Do you just, mm-hmm. do you know exactly where this is going or do you make it up as oh, you I go? Oh, I know. I know who the big bad is. Okay. And now, I know where they can and can't go. So here's the thing. Are they DM, trying to get it out of you? Do they try to make you slip up as they're playing? Mm, no. Sometimes they want me to like push them where, where I want them to go. But I don't want that for them. I want them to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times I don't. But um, since it is only three of them and the big bad that I have planned for them is unfortunately like super, super powerful and will TPK them. I have given them some NPCs that can help them along the way. Um, and I've had to do that a couple of times where they've gotten into a battle and I knew that they would get TPK. So TPK is a total party kill. Basically, so what happens if that happens? That means game uh, over. (laughs) Game over. Everybody writes new characters. So (laughs) then you win. But then I don't win because then I don't get to tell my story. But you just make them start over. Yeah, but that's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) I like I like my story to be finished the right way. Uh, Not that there really is a right or wrong way, but um, as a DM, you're not necessarily you're not out for your players. But you also don't want to make it super easy for them to the point that they lose interest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're there to tell the story, like you're narrating it, but they are in control. 
Of now, what happens on? if one person, so you've got three people playing, can you die and then you're out and you just have two people left or can they resurrect you? So, uh, you can. Um, so they actually have a, um, it's called a death save okay. and you get to do it three times and you roll a D 20 and if it lands on a 10 or higher, you're safe. If it low, lands on a nine or lower, you fail your death save. So you're one step closer to death. So if you get, if you get three, if you get two out of the three fails, like if your last one is a fail, so you, so you saved the first time and the second time, right? Okay. Your third diet, your third dice, you roll that d20 and you land on a nine or lower. You fail your death save and you are dead, dead. Now, if you pass all three, you can become stable, which means they just bring you to uh, one HP or not even one HP, just you're unconscious, okay. but you're but no you're longer losing life. Like okay. you're no longer just bleeding out, basically. Um, and then your party can go and heal you or save, like heal you or whatever. Now, if you they seriously, seriously, seriously want this character to come back, they can do a full resurrection, but they have to find a priest or cleric that can do that spell because that is a a ninth level spell. That is not something that you can just have in your they hands and you're up, like yeah. <laughs> back to life <laughs> so um but you but that's need on your, the player too so you need your team if you die you need your teammates to want to bring you back pretty much man i can and you I don't as a character ever, i don't know if i could ever play this i'll be honest with you kia <laughs> and i can you as tell a character you right now my too. friends are not resurrecting me they're not resurrecting they're just you. moving on i mean I, there's someone in the chat right now yeah, look, Ender's. Are, I, I, I said <laughs> it before. Ender, Ender already said James stays dead. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, as a dead player, can I continue to watch the campaign and give my opinions? Yeah. Oh, great. I'm just never going to shut up until they re resurrect me. Yeah, you're more than welcome that to. Or you can even, if you want, if, if you don't even, like, say they want to resurrect you, but you don't want to. You can actually plan with the DM. The DM. Mm -hmm. because a lot of the resurrection spell is also like a, a serum, like a ceremony or uh, they have to uh, get some, depending on how the DM is not all DMS are like that. Some people, some DMS are like, Oh, okay. You're back. But they can call, uh, have you do uh, like the, like a ritual where your friends have to tell you things that make you want to come back to them. And if you choose not to, you don't have to, you can be like, no, I don't feel like coming back. I want to make a different character. <laughs> And DM goes, ha, ritual failed. <laughs> like, okay, they don't want to be resurrected. They want to play a different character. And that's fine, too. So, so Ender says, you might have to explain this, what his chat is. Ender in the chat says, we did that once and made it kill another player. That's so mean. <laughs> so, so basically, the other player sacrificed themselves? Or purpose? did it actually, like, did it, like, kill them? Like, it was just a roll of the dice. Are you asking Ender the question here? Yeah. Was it like a roll of the dice? Ender says they didn't know. And they know. didn't know it was a roll. <laughs> okay. That's completely like, and that's, like I said, it's up to the DM. That's what's wonderful about this game is there's, there, sure, there's rules to the game, but it's mostly to entail like how a spell works um, or how a certain attack works. But a DM is there to kind of like help keep those rules in place, but also 
be like, okay, yeah, I can, I can see that. Like I can let that slide or yeah, we can do it this way instead. If you want to like, that's kind of the, the wonderful part about it is yeah, sure. There's rules, but mm -hmm. they're flexible dependent. Now, not all DMS are flexible on rules. Some are very, they're very strict on rules. Um, but I'm not, I'm like, yeah, hey. we <laughs> set ground rules too. Like we set house rules. So Rachel also so. talks in chat that it can get, uh, I guess these get pretty intense. Is they that, can. uh, is, um, I okay. Mean, does, so does sparks fly a lot. Do people argue? You get a lot of, so, some do. Um, so in my campaign that I'm running, uh, one of my, uh, NPCs, one of the non-playing characters, uh, that helps the group out here and there. Um, she is a, an albino tiefling. Uh, so she's a white, white tiefling basically. Uh, which is a very rare, uh, rare race, uh, rare in tiefling world. Uh, okay. Usually they have color to them, but she is solid white. Um, but she has solid black horns. Uh, so a tiefling, for those who don't know what it is, is basically the mix of a human and a devil. And they had a baby. <laughs> and, and this is what you get is tiefling. Anyways, so she pops in. Here. I, I know, right? It's crazy. The races are, there's a bunch of different races. And anyways, so she pops in and helps these, she helps them out. Well, one of the characters has actually established a relationship with this NPC. And so. Wait, one of the characters playing the game has decided yes. to have a relationship? Like, yes. What is, what is this fable? <laughs> so, so they do like they like she'll pop in to help them out though. In general, like that's what she does. She just kind of like pops in and helps them out with like little things here and there and uh and stuff. But one of them actually has developed a re a relationship. Wait, listen, who's developing the relationship with this person? Uh, Nick, his character. No, who, is he Nick, plays. Is okay, Nick so married? Nick plays a. Yes, he, he is. Is this considered cheating? <laughs> and I know I know his wife, and I love her does to death. Does <laughs> she know that he's in a complete relationship? Yes, she does. <laughs> I love her. She's great. I love his wife. She's the best. Uh, so. But he's having a, a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah, affair. It's it's hilarious. Okay. It's it's honestly it's so funny. Um, but she's it, and he's a, and he plays a dwarf. So there's a dwarf, and he's having a relationship with this tiefling. Who's taller than him? <laughs> it's I'm hilarious. Trying to picture Anyways, all this, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's so fun. Um, I actually drew uh, Lola is the name of the NPC. I actually drew her up and actually posted her in my Discord uh, so he could see what she looked like because I couldn't find a picture of what I wanted um, for her. So I actually drew her and colored her and stuff. So, okay. Uh, no. So all the relationship thing, I'm stuck on this relationship part. I'm not getting away from a key. I need, I need more fine. details here. Go for um, it. <laughs> all the relationship decisions, do you, does, does he have mm -hmm. to roll the dice to like have things happen? Mm -mm. See, I didn't no. know if he was going to be able to take the dice rolling to his actual marriage and be like, I mean, all right, honey, like, <laughs> I may or may not give you a massage tonight. Let's see what the dice say. <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's roll the dice. Let's see what the dice roll. <laughs> Ender says I'm too simple-minded for this. <laughs> Listen, calm down, Ender. Honestly, okay? it was one of those things, like, and that's the thing. DMs don't have to let relationships happen. At all. It's all on the players. Uh, I had no intentions of anything developing with this NPC. Um, but 
he kind of took it and he started flirting with her. And I was like, oh, well, she's going to flirt black because she's very flirtatious as it is. Yeah. She is um, a glamour bard. Uh, it's kind of what she does. Um, uh, she flirts. She gets information. She that's she dances. She that is what she does. And so when he started flirting with her, she said, huh, OK, <laughs> she started flirting back. So it was just like it it developed and it wasn't even intentional, but it was it was great. All right. And it's hilarious. I'm going to. So I've got someone in chat still snapping next who's a part of our around the discord team. We do the game show. He's asking, uh, he's also our Aaron Rodgers lookalike. Um, he, he is asking, wait, what did I miss? I'm going to try to give the quick recap of what okay. happened. <laughs> so Kia, one of our main hosts on Parents First Gaming, is a huge Dungeons and Dragons player, the D&D. She plays that. Mm -hmm. And she's the Dungeon Master, which is a DM. It is a tabletop game, but they do it online because people live all over the place. Then, <laughs> oh. <laughs> snapping, what we found out is that one of the characters who's married in real life, this guy named Nick has fallen in love with one of Kia's NPCs that she's created in game. Who's his this character has fallen in love with the NPC tall person <laughs> and his character is like a, a dwarf. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't it's know. Great. It's, I don't know what's it's, going on. It's here. fantastic. And now we're learning the rules uh, snapping on exactly what Nick's character is allowed to do with the NPC. Like so, how, like, can he I will say, okay, like, so listen. I can say, I mean, yeah, if the DM wants it to happen and they want it to happen, sure. So here's the thing. Another thing that now, kind what of benefits, helps that they've reached. What benefits Nick creating this relationship with A lot. The because she is a maxed out leveled bard. Uh, she has access to all kinds of things for them. Um, she can help them with teleporting around. She can help them gather information. Um love with her character wait what hold on Something he says covered. wait her char his his character his character fell in love with no not her his character. okay so his character fell in love with one of my characters that i created an npc a non-playing character uh so he fell in love with her <laughs> and vice versa um but what is great about this is sometimes nick can't make our dnd sessions and there was a couple times where he couldn't make it like uh Two, two of my sessions, he couldn't make it. Um, but where we had left off, him and Lola, this character, had actually um, departed for to do something else. I used it as his way of not being there. And I said, well, you know, Slevin, that's the name of his character, and Lola are um, off doing something. She kind of took him away to go do other, like, something else. And... Um, so it's kind of, it also gave him a way out of not being there, but still his character still participating and his character still being able to get wherever the other players had gotten to. Because just because he can't make it doesn't mean the game stops and that they're still going to be in the same, mm -hmm. same city as where they left off. And, and there's been a couple times that he hasn't. For anyone he, confused. He's had to catch up. For anyone confused, I know Snappin was saying that uh, so his character fell in love with your character, but it's not your like it's not your character. Mm -mm. So no. a dungeon master, Kia, tell me if I'm wrong. You basically control the entire world. Yes. So she is just one of the characters in your world. You get to yes. control her like what she does, but it's not the character you're playing. Mm -mm. Like you control everything. I play everybody. <laughs> 
play all the characters. <laughs> I play all the characters, guys. So that's so part of being a DM. Basically, what I've understood now is that he does her favors in the relationship side of things, and then she does the team favors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's too much. It's too much. It's, it's too much. It's too much for his simple little brain. <laughs> he said it's too much. <laughs> um, Ender says, welcome to real life. <laughs> right. That's okay. Um, I mean. For those listening online on either the podcast platforms and YouTube, thanks so much for listening and watching. And you guys can catch us next week on the next episode.